Hi, everyone. I'm Claire Liu, and I'm the CEO of Know Your Company, and I am just thrilled today to have with me the one and only Peldi, who is the CEO of Balsamic, everyone's favorite prototyping tool. And Peldi's built this amazing company uh, over the past, uh, I mean, I don't know, how many years has it been? You've been 10, right? Ten. I was about to say, it's like, I was, I wanted to say 10. It's been 10 years. And I've been such a big fan of your work, big admirer of your whole ethos and thinking about building a company. I remember watching your talk a few years ago at Business of Software in Boston. I think that's where we first originally met. And so it's been fun to get to know you, to hang out, to learn from you. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank, <clears throat> excuse me. Thank you, uh, Claire. I'm all, I'm all nervous because... You oh. are one of the entrepreneurs that I admire and I follow. Um, I think you are the entrepreneur that has had the most impact on my uh, life for the last year. I've wow. basically been reading everything that you ever wrote. <laughs> oh, well, geez, that is that just makes my day. I will take yeah, that. Yeah. All, all is good in life if I can get that from, from you, Peldy. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much. One other thing, too, I want to mention to everyone who's watching The Heartbeat, you'd mentioned to me that you actually uh, also, aside from being reaching the 10-year anniversary of Balsamic, you guys recently launched uh, a web app as well, which is really exciting. So uh, right. folks watching should definitely check that out. But uh, Peldy, here's the thing. I'm here to extract wisdom from you today. I want to ask you this one question that I've been asking leaders I really respect and admire. And that question is what's something you wish you would have learned earlier as a leader? Uh, lots of stuff, for sure. Um, but there's one thing that I came across that I sort of was a light bulb moment uh, mm -hmm. a few months ago. Uh, I was reading some of your uh, guides on uh, how to give feedback and uh, give and receive and all that. Um, and I came across this little video by Leo Widrich, who was the co-founder of, uh, one of the co-founders of Buffer. Yes. And, um, he was talking about some feedback that he had received from Joel, uh, of Buffer, mm -hmm. which really opened my eyes. And the idea is that, um, sometimes, uh, doing what you're really, really good at actually hurts the company which is very counterintuitive, uh, yes. but let me explain. Yes, so please do. In my case, I see it all the time. So I'm really good at getting stuff done, right? Yes. I start projects, work on them, communicate with the right people, make, I make it happen, right? All right. And so I do project after project after project after project, and I'm thinking I'm killing it. <laughs> but then you yeah. realize that, um, as a CEO, uh, 10 years into it, I shouldn't be doing any projects. Mm. I should have delegated everything by now, right? Yes. So now the team continues to rely on me to get to get stuff done instead of learning how to do it themselves. And so if I ever decide to go on vacation or burn out, then I leave them hanging. Yes. Another example is, you know, my whole goal with Balsamic is to learn learn as much as I can forever, right? Be challenged yes. and learn. And so I'm really good at that. Yes. I, uh, I, if there's a challenge, I dive in, I do the research. I know how to do a, a research quickly, but with enough information to solve the problem. 
Um, so I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning, and I'm applying, but I'm never teaching hmm. uh, what I learn, right? I, uh, Fascinating, yeah. So I become good at all these thousands of different things, including GDPR, for instance, right? But <laughs> yeah. you and, no, you and uh, me both, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, in the in the last few months, I've done a lot of research on GDPR, another research on how to create a culture of feedback, right? Completely mm-hmm. unrelated, but, you know, things that our company needed. Um, but instead, I should be teaching others how to do research. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't, you know... Basically, you know, you forget to, you think you're doing great, but it, you should take a step back and and think, okay, strategically, am I, am I helping the company, you know, imagine the company without you in 50 years. Yes. Right. Are they going to be ready to, ready to go or, you know, um, totally. What I realize is that, um, I should stop myself from doing things I'm good at, which is so counterintuitive, right? Hmm. Uh, yeah. And instead, focus on delegating, training, and making sure that everybody gets good at doing those things. Absolutely. It's this idea that, I mean, there's so many layers here, Pelly, that I want to sort of peel away at because you talk about essentially saying that you being good at something isn't enough in a company. It's not that right. you just can't be good at it. It's other people have to be good at it or else the organization doesn't become self-sustaining. So I think that's a, uh, like you said, it's a very counterintuitive nuance as a leader to understand that it's not about me being good at these things. It's about other people. And so I think that's one, yeah. One yeah fascinating and it's tricky because no one's going to stop you because you huh. are doing a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. In, in Leo's case, he was lucky he had a co-founder in Joel, and Joel realized that this was happening, and he told him. Yes, yes. Uh, right? I am a solo founder. No one, the, the employees, no one. <laughs> no one tells you, yeah. Well, it's not their job, right? They're, they're, you know, like, all right, you're doing great, you know? Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, that was my next question. What caused you to recognize this realization when did, did you have like a wake-up moment did someone say something was it something you read or you just some self-reflection no, it, was just, it was this little video that i came across while i was doing research on huh. uh, on feedback and uh and it was just timely right if i yes. read that if i saw that video five years ago i would have said it mm. doesn't apply to me whatever yeah. right now 10 years into it i'm maturing more i'm a fi- i'm finally maturing as a ceo and i'm so I'm more receptive to uh, to that kind of uh, feedback. Absolutely. Well, question That's for it. you then: Why do you think? And and for folks who are watching, I will be sure to share that that vi- that video that Pelly yeah. is alluding to. Um, why would the five years ago version of Pelly have disregarded that video? What is it that's been different? What are you more open to, or more sensitive, or self aware about? What's changed? Well, what's changed is that we're 10 years old now and yeah. uh, I'm starting and that was sort of my big old goal from the beginning. I, from, uh, you know, I wanted to uh, build a long lasting company and 10 years is, uh, is pretty impressive yeah. uh, for a software company. So now I'm thinking about the next decade and in the yeah. next decade, my new goal is to make sure that I help Balsamic 
become stronger than me uh, and uh, able to not only outlast me, but also outgrow me. Absolutely. So it sounds then like being able to resist seeing your strengths as sort of the only way you can make an impact on the business is the only way actually for the company to grow and to outlast you as the founder. Then it's, you know, then the organization isn't just you as the CEO. It's not just about Peldy. It's now balsamic. It's something bigger. The other thing I was curious to get your take on Peldy is I was thinking about why it's actually so difficult for founders to not play into their strengths right? So for you, you're good at getting stuff done. You're good at picking up and learning new things. And I was thinking for myself, like, oh, what are the things that I'm good at? I think someone might say that clearly, like, you know, you're good at communicating things, you're good at writing. And yet I would argue just, you know, like you're to your point that sometimes I probably over communicate things, even within our tiny, tiny company, I probably over communicate stuff. I'm pretty sure if I were to look back, I'd go, I I didn't like, it's good to communicate, but like, maybe because we're so small, maybe it's too much, right? And I was thinking about it, and, I, and I, I'm curious to get your take on it. I wonder if it's because we like doing things that, we good at, that we're good at. Right. Yeah, I think there's, uh, there's two things. One, yeah. maybe three. Okay. One is um, definitely some sort some, uh, – there's a lot of uh, ego uh, that goes into uh, being a founder. You're sure. proving to yourself that you can do this over yes. and over, right? You like the challenge and you like to overcome the challenges. So uh, diving into tough projects is fantastic, right? It's mm-hmm. another chance to prove to yourself, yes, I've overcome this obstacle as well. Yes. The second thing is um, after a while, it's um, and it's related, it's doing things you're good at becomes um, something that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Right, because if you if you were to focus on the things you need to work on all day, you feel completely inadequate and completely, you know, you you don't know what you're doing, right? Yes. So, you know, sneaking in a project here and there, or doing you know a, a, an extra piece of communicating, uh, you know, mm-hmm. something where yes. that you know is going to work helps you uh, feel better. I think. Yes. And then the so there's a little bit of a laziness but also sort of mental health you need a little bit of a of a pick me up once in a while right yeah. and so doing what you're good at is good and then the the third part is why yeah which is why i guess what you said uh, um it makes us we like doing uh, that stuff and the third part is that it could be completely a blind spot you don't mm-hmm. even realize you're doing it it's just a habit it's just how you operate and no one's no one's stopping you and you'll never notice uh, uh, unless uh, you watch this video. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask you. Uh, I mean, that was literally my next thing. I was like, it almost sounds like if it's sometimes the things that we're good at, that we like and uh, that, that makes us feel good, that are actually hurting our company. How do we ever find out what these things are, Peldy? Other than, like you said, right. stumbling on this on this video on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... Uh, the way that Leo did it was having a co-founder, right? Mm -hmm. Or having, I guess you could have advisors, but they don't work with you day after day, all day, right? right? So they might never notice uh, as well. 
Um, I think over time, it's, you know, if you have uh, uh, an executive team, you have to teach them to do this as well, right? You have to create a culture uh, of feedback so strong that they will even give you feedback about stuff that you're good at, not just uh, not just uh, what you need to work on. Uh, but I bet that's really tough to create, and um, and uh, I haven't been able to do it so far, but I'm working on it. I, I it's uh, it's an imperfect process, and and more art than science, I think. I am curious to. Uh, I can only imagine there are some folks who are watching this Pelty who are who are thinking, okay, maybe, maybe some strengths are getting in the way, but there are certain things in my company Pelty that I only can do. There are certain things that only Absolutely. I I am I am good at. So how do we and how do we as leaders how do we make that distinction between okay these are the things I actually cannot give up and compromise on right. because balsamic would completely you know just go off the deep end and then these are things where no i need right. to be get i need to get this off my plate i need to teach other people how to do yeah. this stuff how do you make that distinction well i think the answer changes depending on where your company is uh mm-hmm. in its life in its lifetime yeah. if um i can i think i can only start thinking about these things now because we are stable we are very profitable from the beginning we're you know we have 30 people now yes. um and so there is a chance that we're going to uh, stay in business for another few years, right? Yes. It's pretty likely. Uh, and so my horizon expands because I have this certainties. Uh, five years ago, if somebody said, you need to think two years in advance, I would say, you're crazy. I'm <laughs> drowning. I'm just trying to tread water here, right? Yeah. Um, so... To people who say that, I say, fair enough. If yes. It's very likely n- not applicable to you, but you should keep this in the back of your mind for the future because I feel, well, I don't know. Not everybody's uh, uh, goal in life is to build a, a, a long-lasting company. Sure. But if that's your goal, mm-hmm. um, then you have to keep this in mind because you're not going to be around forever. Yes. Um, after a while, you you get too old. You want to retire, or uh, something happens. You want to, yeah. you know, do something. And else, so, yeah. and so, what I wish I would have done is uh, ratcheted down my doing and my learning, and mm. increase the teaching, so to, to do it gradually. Because yes. now I'm 10 years in and I'm realizing that the company revolves around, revolves around me too much still. And so I'm like, I burned out and I'm like, you guys, I'm out. See you in a couple of months. And that's a disaster because they, they're not ready, right? They, they, I haven't prepared them. Yeah. Um, but, um, but actually what's happening is that my team kicks ass and they all stepped up and they're teaching me how to do it. So it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they saved you. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I think, I mean, for me personally, Peldi, as a leader, one thing that I'm taking away is to not assume always that our strengths are good for the company, right? Just not to, not to make that correlation so automatic. I, I love yeah. that. That's something I'm going to be taking away. And to, I think this idea of reflecting 
on how how focusing too much on our strengths can actually strangle the company, I think is also a, a really interesting takeaway. I think regardless of business lifespan, I'm thinking even that small reflection process where you whether you take 10 minutes once a year or you survey your employees and you would just ask a couple people like, hey, am I like, would you like to know how to do this stuff? Like, right. would you like to be doing more of this stuff? And then I love lastly, one thing I really hope people take away is this idea that teach more, do less, right? And maybe the, uh-huh. the longer your company is, is in business for, maybe you, you ramp up the teaching and you lower the Exactly, doing. exactly. So, I think that's exactly. how you scale, right? So I, I think that's incredible wisdom. <laughs> uh, I wish. <laughs> hey, I'm learning from you. We're all learning from you, Peldy. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for being a part of this. We all appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much, Claire. <laughs>